Hi there, everyone. I'm Gwen Jones, and welcome once again to the I'm Rotarian podcast, the weekly podcast where I introduce you to amazing people that proudly call themselves Rotarians. Well, this week, I am honored to talk to International Vice President of Rotary, Jorita Solari. She sat down with me to talk about all kinds of things, including the fact that I didn't know there was an international vice president. Shame on me. Thank God, Jorita has a fantastic sense of humor. And that's not the only thing. So join me, won't you? Jorita Solari, Rotary International's Vice President, joins me this week on the podcast. And as always, I'm so happy you joined us as well. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm so happy you joined me and I'm going to start off by before we introduce our guests by throwing myself under the bus and saying, did you all know we have a Rotary International Vice President? And if you did, you're one up on me because I didn't know. And I will go do my penance after the interview. Jorita Solari is with me and she happens to be the Rotary International Vice President, and she's joining me on the podcast. My apologies and hello, Jarita. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Oh, thank you, Gwen. And <laughs> please, no apologies. <laughs> Not everybody knows there's a Rotary International Vice President. So I guess I, 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 before we get to those questions, I, the whole idea that you're saying that not everybody knows there's a Rotary International Vice President, how come? I mean, we all know Kamala Harris. I mean, how come we don't know you? Well, I, honestly, I think Rotary is is really about our clubs and the members in our clubs. And we're so honed in on our clubs and, and what our clubs do and service in our communities and service in the global community that we're so involved in our clubs that we don't really look up more. Uh, and occasionally, you know, when we read, when we read the uh, uh, Rotarian, we may read a story about someone or something and, and catch, oh, wait a minute, there's a board of directors. And oh, there, there's a vice president and a treasurer and, and 17 members of the board. So, you know, people, it, it's not really um, unusual not to know. So, and if the board, I assume, is is international. So you happen to be in Southern California, but of course our president at the time is from Germany. So where are some of the other board members from? Oh, they're from uh, Korea, Japan, Canada. Uh, um, uh, let's see, India, Africa, Asia, uh, just uh, Australia. Oh my gosh, they're from all over the world. Well, and I and I have to say that if everybody's had a chance to go to Rotary International right now, they had a whole walkthrough of the board area and on Rotary International that they took. They did like a 3D tour of the of the offices down there uh, in Illinois, if I remember correctly. And they had a board meeting. So they showed your board meeting, but they also showed that there was an intercom system with translators. So when the board meeting was going on, everybody from all over the world who was on this board could participate in the meeting in real time. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. It's an, it is amazing because there are, we do have board members that English is not their first language. Right. And, uh, so simultaneous uh, translation happens right away. And uh, the, uh, the business of Rotary continues. It is amazing to serve on this board. It is such a great experience. It really is. Well, and and I'll have to tell our listeners that uh, Jorita is so humble about this position that we were probably talking 10, 15 minutes getting ready for today's interview when she had and I said, so do you have a position in Rotary? Expecting her to say, I'm club president of the such and such. And she said, oh, no, I'm Rotary International vice president. And I'm like, oh, snap. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for your service and thank you for forgiving my naivete. Um, so what is what has your year been like as vice president? Because it's been I know we've had a president who hasn't really touched or hugged or said hello to nearly any of his Rotarian brethren. Has as your year been about the same? Well, it has. I, I haven't been able to hug and touch and I and I, I'm a hugger. And Aww. but I have to tell you, this has been such an eye opening year uh, for me and connections and uh, seeing and hearing people I would have never, never been able to connect with. And yeah. uh, if I if it weren't for the pandemic and and being able to get on Zoom and virtual platforms, it has been amazing. I have seen the innovation and and the resilience of Rotarians and, and being able to embrace the challenges that this whole past year and a half has has hit us with. Sure, we're not traveling and um, maybe our biggest travel is from my living room to the bedroom, but to the kitchen. Yeah. Something like that. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Touche. That's what everybody's calling that the new COVID-19 is that it has an LB after it. (laughs) But it, it, it really is been uh, just a fantastic year. I cannot believe how resilient Rotarians are. It is amazing. And the, and the projects and being able to look at having to change from um, a going out and doing projects to per, uh, virtual platforms or being able to raise funds on virtual platforms. In some right. cases, they're actually raising more money for the foundation than they would have in person. It, it's just been, it's been awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I, I look forward to what we do with this technology. I know in, in my club, personally, we're looking at a, at a hybrid method because we do have some older folks that are actually really enjoying Zoom. I know we have some rotor actors and some younger Rotarians that are, well, or even my days. I've had Zoom fatigue days. I mean, we all have, where there's been three, four, maybe even five meetings that you're stuck in a, in a Zoom box. Um, but I think it's a platform that's going to stay in Rotary and have a hybrid where you can have real people 
real connection and then people being able to pop in from anywhere. What do you think? Do you think we may permanently be hybrid on this Zoom thing? I think we'd miss an opportunity if we weren't. I mean, we we actually um, have clubs in zones 26, 27, where I'm a director. I'm mm-hmm. actually an international director, but from this one, uh, one region that the clubs have actually have members that are coming back to Rotary because yeah. they they can get on Zoom and uh, they can they can be involved again and I, I think that uh, absolutely there are going to be uh, many clubs that are use, going to use the hybrid model and I think there are going to be many districts that continue to use a hybrid model for training I mean. Mm-hmm. For, that what a great platform to be able to uh, have our training sessions and not have to fly from uh, Utah to my uh, to uh, uh, Wyoming to California. Everybody mm-hmm. can can really use that platform and and do the training uh, virtually. I think it's going to be uh, something that's here to stay. Period. Yeah, I know uh, my district fifty fifty. It's called fifty fifty because fifty percent of us are in. Canada and 50% of us are in Washington state. So we literally as a district couldn't hold any type of training because we literally, you know, half of our district cannot even get near to, or even cross the border to see the other half of our district. It's been fascinating. It really has. Well, let's get to those questions that everybody asked me about uh, Madam Vice President. Now that I have uh, officially given you the credit and time that you deserve, um, we're going to we're going to ask how you first got uh, involved in Rotary, because that is always our first question. But Jorida, that is a cool name. And you also told me before we got started that it is yours and yours only. Is that true? Pretty much, unless someone has since heard the name uh, and and, and uh, decided that they wanted to name their children after that name. So yes, it is. My it's made up. My father's name is John, and my mother's name is Carita. They dropped the letters and put the two names together to come up with Jarita. You see, I was the first girl born in over 30 years in the family, and they both wanted to take credit for it. Well, uh, technically they did. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, one, one took a little bit more time bringing you to the world, but they actually did. You know, we all we all went to that class in school, so they also they, they did have a little bit more time. Um, awesome. I think that's so cool. I love it. I, I, I own a record label and it's named after my two girls, Allison and Katie. So it is Alley Cat Records, A-L-L-I-K-A-T-S for Allison and Katie. So I, but I, I like yours better. That's very cool. Cause there is another Alley Cat Records in London and they're, they spell it different and they use their more heavy metal and punk and punk bands. But I get a lot of people, I get a lot of metal bands trying to, no, never mind. Another conversation. <laughs> conversation. <laughs> so the main question we always ask, you are a Rotarian, obviously. How did you get into Rotary? What was your first recollection of that Rotary wheel? Oh, that's an uh, uh, interesting story. Um, we were about, uh, uh, I was 
my husband and I started a business and we were about uh, six months into the new business. And my husband's name is Bruce. And he received a letter uh, as president of the company to ask him to come to the local Rotary Club to check it out. And Bruce has a great sense of humor and brought the the letter into my office with a little smile on his face and said, uh, this, I think, is for you. And well, knowing that Rotary was an organization made up of businessmen and I a businesswoman. Well, yeah. What year was this? Was this before women could be a part of 1993? So 87 okay. was the, the, the Supreme Court decision of uh, allowing uh, right. women into Rotary. So it wasn't that long uh, after 87. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they were they were all all businessmen. So I thought. As president of the company, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and uh, take that letter of invitation and and um, maybe this little gender chip I had on my shoulder and leave it right in the middle of that good old boys club. So I went and I was right. They were all men right. and all standing around talking to each other. And uh, they had a they had a, um, a greeter. I think that's what they called them then. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, I said I was here to check out Rotary. And here was the invitation letter that was sent to the executive vice president of our company in error. And so I, I really did have this big gender chip on my shoulder. But I do love it. You could put it in there with the half B bucks or something, that go. chip. Right. There you go. So um, they welcomed me. I went in uh, and uh, they were wonderful. They were this the, all, all men, but they were this wonderful group. Um, I uh, they took the time to introduce me to everybody in the room mm-hmm. Um they were um, telling me their stories individually and uh, not everyone, but the folks that I had connected with. And um, honestly, they invited me back to the next week's meeting and I couldn't wait to go back. And before I knew it, <laughs> I was a member of the Rotary Club of East Anaheim. And um, I loved the, the fellowship or friendship Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that they were connected to the community and, you know, they didn't care if I was a woman and they and they certainly didn't care if I was the, the president of a company. We right. connected with friendships and with service. And I love that. And I love that it was, you know, the, the startup year of our business. So I was connecting with other business people in the community. So th- that's how. I uh, first got involved in in Rotary the first time. That's awesome. And, you know, I Anaheim has changed a lot since 1993, for sure. Uh, For those people who are hearing my voice, not from the U.S. and definitely not from California, Anaheim is where Disneyland is or mostly known for Disneyland. But people live there, (laughs) too, by the way. Uh, So that that's awesome. And then is is anybody else in your family so the vice president your husband did he end up joining rotary as well well interesting yes he did join rotary and um uh he uh he was in the same rotary club i was in okay um, so so just interestingly is that uh i quit rotary 
How long were you in before you quit? Well, you see, it, it wasn't a necessary. The, the Rotary Club had lost the membership and turned in its uh, charter. So instead of going to another Rotary Club, which my husband was part of our Rotary Club, he went to another Rotary Club and I did. So I I decided that I was done and and I had um, uh, definitely had done so much during that short time I was in Rotary. I was kind of burned out, to tell you the truth. And I didn't want to join the Rotary Club. And he went on to join the Rotary Club. He became a Rotary Club uh, president. I was a Rotary Club president, and and then uh, then that how I got back into a Rotary was a is a whole nother story. So I was gonna I was gonna say quitting Rotary. How'd that work out for you, um, <laughs> Vice <actually>, President? <laughs> Boy, I'm sure glad you stuck to your guns on that one. Boy, <laughs> but you know, Paul Harris quit quit Rotary three times. Did he really? Yes, that's that's the story I hear. Wow. So you, well, and, and I will have to admit that I was, I chartered a club uh, and then I left due to circumstances. I don't want to say beyond my control, my ego got the best of me. And I took a, I took a break from Rotary and now I'm back at that same club and next year I will be president. So it's, you know, yeah, thank you. It is, it is funny how, and, and the same people, that are that were there then are still waiting to give me a hug as soon as COVID is over now. So that is one thing that's great about Rotary. Absolutely. It is. True. So, and I do want to say that um, you may not know this as well, but we have two daughters and both have been past club presidents. Wow. Rotary clubs, and they, they belong to different Rotary clubs. And not only that, now, the first time in Rotary history where a sitting director the, or vice president of Rotary is serving at the same time her daughter is serving as a district governor. Well, you're like history upon him. I thought Jennifer Jones had some history. It sounds to me like you have her like beaten. Oh, never. <laughs> never. <laughs> no. <laughs> So the you know I have to admit when we when I've asked this question about is anybody else um in your family in Rotary I've either talked to Rotarians uh one girl in Hawaii who's like third fourth generation you know Rotarian or Joe Beveridge from Russell Hampton who's like third fourth generation so they're either long time Rotarians or somebody like you that's like oh yeah i've shanghaied my whole family into yeah. this thing they got no other choice or nothing at all or they're the solo rotarian in their family which is always kind of funny so you've been in rotary now you have been a i don't want to say a simple rotary member but i mean you've been without any titles you have been with several titles you've obviously done all types of things in all different uh, levels of responsibility. But one thing we do in Rotary that we love is all these different projects and all these different inspirational times. So in all of these avenues, is there a time in Rotary that you can think back on? And every single time you think back at it, it makes you smile like that was really cool when that happened. I mean, you must have tons of experiences, but is there one inspirational experience that you can think of and just go every single time you think of it, it just kind of makes you go, yeah, 
that's why I quit and came back. That's why I, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, um, you know, to, um, to know me is to know that I am a big supporter of Simon Sinek. And Simon Sinek is always, uh, you know, the author of the best-selling book, Start With Why. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I know why I'm a Rotarian. I know what my Rotary passion is. And it's based on uh, and continues to flow from a trip I took to Nigeria. Um, wow. And it was uh, it was two, about two years after uh, Nigeria was declared polio free, and they had one case in the northeast that uh, that uh, um, uh, polio. So they had lost the two years; they were almost being ready to be certified. And so the Nigerian government, uh, Rotary Rotary Polio Partners, all got together and created a plan to uh, address this immediately. And and so they they created a national immunization days in which um, they uh, I was able to take part of that immunized 3.7 million children in four days. All the teams went out through Nigeria, but. Really what, and it was a fabulous, wonderful, wonderful experience, but really the part of this trip that, that touched me the most was um, the, the day before our plane left to come home, we, we um, our, our minibus turned into the uh, rocky dirt parking lot of the Kaduna Health Center compound. And, and we were there to deliver tricycle wheelchairs to um, polio survivors. So and, a tric- tricycle wheelchair, how does that work? Because we're used to two wheels on the side. Well, it's one wheel in front and two wheels in the back. Okay. And, and, and the seat's up high and you actually move the, the, tri- the tricycle with the hands and, and not the feet. You move it with your hands. And... Um, They've been donated by uh, folks in my club and in my district. And um, I uh, went over to where the tricycle wheelchairs were and uh, across the parking, the parking lot uh, under this huge tree, uh, people started moving forward and coming over to where the tricycles were. And um, that's when I realized they were the polio survivors. They were the callers. This is what people were, 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 were calling the polio survivors because they actually um, are crawling. And um, they called uh, them. That's what they that's their name was the crawlers, the crawlers. And 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 oh. this young girl, young girl with with cheap flip flops on her hands was dragging her body across the parking lot, pulling her body across that parking lot to the tricycle wheelchair that that she had already picked out was hers that I was standing next to. And I I, I watched her the whole time just dragging her body across uh, the parking lot. And when she got there to the the tricycle wheelchair, she she took the the flip-flops off her hands and she had this very determined look on her face and she pulled herself up 
She didn't want me to help her. That's what I was going to ask. I mean, how how difficult was it with these people coming across the parking lot? I would I I myself would want to rush over and help. No, she did not want okay. any help at all. And she pulled herself up to the bottom and then pulled herself up to the seat. And then with both hands reached out for the pedals and started turning those pedals and this huge smile came out in her face. And I have to tell you, it was the first time she realized that she was out of the dirt and mobile. I have to tell you, it knocked me out. I was so proud. I became overwhelmed with emotion for gratitude for Rotary and the Rotary Foundation and the Rotarians that donated those tricycle wheelchairs. It was amazing because this young girl's life was going to be changed forever. And she was determined. And I'll tell you this, she, is, she, she wasn't going to have it any other way any other way. And I had to walk away and go behind the, the bus and cry. I've, I, yeah, I was just overwhelmed. I looked up and two of our other Rotarians had come about and did the same thing. We didn't, we didn't want them to see us crying. We did not want that, but we were so overwhelmed with emotion and gratitude for Rotary and what Rotary does. Uh, to be able to be part of changing someone's life. Yeah. I, I mean, I will probably never see that person again. Mm-mm. And I don't need to. But I'll tell you this, I'm going to stick in Rotary and I will not leave Rotary because yeah. of, we are the change makers. We do fabulous things. We go all over the world doing wonderful service wonderful service and 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 we we make changes and we're the peacemakers and we mm-hmm. we do so much for this so so much good in this world i there is no way i will leave rotary <laughs> Just, yeah, you know, and I and one, I know it's always so humbling when you come home. It's it's amazing after experiences like that, you come home and all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know, the, the milk in the refrigerator is bad. I guess that's not really that big of a deal, is it? <laughs> you know, I mean, it, 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 it does, especially uh, us in, a, in in America, especially I think I think it does kind of slap us back into some some reality of some world around us. And, and I do love the idea in that story that you said, how proud she was. I, I think that was pride in what you were seeing that she's come this far. She's going to quote unquote, the crawlers are going to crawl that one last time for their own, for their own sanity and satisfaction. Don't take that away from them kind no. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm inspired and I wasn't there. And if anybody's listening to this, doesn't have a little bit of misty eyes. <laughs> so thank you. So that brings us to, yeah, that would inspire me. I, I can see why you're there for good. Yeah. Amen. So that that does bring us to the part of the, the podcast that people do look forward to. And that's about the four-way test. Um, the four-way test is, is gone in many different directions on this podcast. We actually had a woman that came on who had written a book about the four-way test. Um, we've had people talk about that the four-way test, did you know it's not even owned by Rotary? 
you know, all the, uh, you know, four-way test police, the more esoteric part of the four-way test. What does the four-way test mean to you and how do you use it in your life? Oh, that is such a great question. Um, the four, the, the four-way test is something that um, I didn't know about before, mm-hmm. before Rotary. I, I, I didn't know that my parents were teaching me the four-way test uh, as, I, as, as I was growing up. Uh, and when, when I was introduced to Rotary and the four-way test, it's, it's a, for me, it's about how I do something. It isn't, it isn't about how someone else does it. It's not for me to judge if, they're, if, if it's truthful, if it's honest. Are you being honest? Are you being truthful? Really, it's for me. Am, am I doing my day-to-day life mm-hmm. by, by asking myself all of those questions? Um, it, the four-way test hangs in a frame in our lobby in the office in in our in our corporate office and um we we i do business that way okay. our family does business that way uh when whenever we're looking at at tough decisions you know we ask those questions to make sure we're in line with with um doing it the right way, doing whatever it may be the right way. We, so do you find yourself pausing? Let me interrupt a second, but do you find yourself pausing in the middle of something and kind of going, okay, Jarita, is this fair at all concerned? Is this, you know, cause sometimes our emotions, mm-hmm. you know, that, 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 that part of the front of the brain, that's like, I don't care if it's fair at all concerned. I want to win. And this person is pissing me off. So, I mean, so do you stop yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes when I can't stop <laughs> and I want to, but, right. it, but, and then I have to, I have to backtrack and, and have to make it right. Um, no, n- nobody's perfect, but I think this is, these, the four way test is, is, is good to be able to model. And, and try to do the best that you can do with, with, with all of the, all of the pieces of the four-way test. And, and it's not, it's not a saying, it's a way of life. Yeah. So what do you, there are some critics out there that think this is, it's passe, it's old, you know, we have the golden rule. Why do, you know, clubs still I know once a quarter, my current president has us all say it and over Zoom, it's almost torturous because you have two, two, all, 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 all concerned. And it's in, you know, what do you say to the critics that it's passe and old and Rotary really doesn't need it anymore? We're, we're, we're all perfect just the way we are. <laughs> well, <laughs> I would say really, really. <laughs> <laughs> come on, guys, come on. <laughs> wait a minute um, you know it, it 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 i don't believe that it's passe um 
I, I definitely, there's a time and a place for it and how we use it. You know, you could say the same thing about the Pledge of Allegiance. You get up in the Zoom meeting and everybody's saying the Pledge of Allegiance is we're looking at their stomachs. <laughs> Come on. With hats on usually, right? Because, yeah. Right. And, and, but there is a time and a place for it. And I know in, in clubs and districts in Texas, they actually have the four-way test where they go into schools and, and use that as character building character building and have classes on it. And it's not just about speech contests. It's about how to build character. Um, early night, first night is a, is a program that uh, is based in the four-way test. And, and that that's in schools today. Well, before the pandemic, but right. in schools, in schools and, and, and it's character building. It's the right character. And so, no, I don't think good character building is passe. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, what do you think about four-way test cops? I mean, I, I know I, I, I have to check in all the time if I'm being a four-way test cop, that it's just like, you know, I mean, I can think of a time, I mean, right now in my head, I'm thinking of at least two or three times where I wish I could have turned around and said, you know, is that fair for all concerned? Are you, are you really trying to build friends and better friendships there? You know, and so, so you're asking me about what do I think? Have, I should say, I should ask, have you ever been a cop or if with the four-way test, should we, you know, should we maybe before we go throwing rocks at glass houses, we should make sure ours is in good shape? I mean, oh, good question. Um, yes, I've been a four-way test cop. Um <laughs> In my early years of Rotary, before I would, I started learning more and experiencing more and understanding that it really wasn't about you, it was about me. And, and the four-way test is really internal, not external. I mm. didn't know that. And it was a learning process. And it's so much easier to judge someone else than yourself, isn't it? Yeah. God, in that, that's a, that's a lesson I still, I still work on that. I still massage that lesson on a daily basis, I think. <laughs> I, I think it's a learning process. And, 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 yeah, okay, I did judge people, but I've learned better. And, right. Yeah. yeah. No better, do better. There yeah. you go. So then that always leads us to service above self. What does service above self mean? That seems to be a very popular motto with us. I, I understand. I, I hear it's a pretty good motto. Yeah. You know, I, I hear it's on a few t-shirts, half a dozen buttons. So what does service above self mean to you? Service above self um, means to me that um, I don't put, I don't put myself first. I don't, I, I look, well, you said it a little earlier, when, when you come back to the United States and you appreciate more of what you have, mm -hmm. um, it's about giving back. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's not about you. Service, service is, service above self is developing, developing people in leadership positions. It's about giving uh, those who don't have what you have. It's about putting yourself in a uh, servant leader position, if you will. And, and um, it's, it's, it's a, a way that I can live my life. 
Mm. Yeah, I I agree. I I will admit sometimes sometimes as the service is putting, you know, making sure I'm a, I'm checked in, so I can you know burnout. I know is one thing that Rotarians have. You know, if we're constantly serving above self, sometimes sometimes the self needs to sneak in there every once in a while. But yeah. Uh, Absolutely. I find that when you do, you even do better and more. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So since you are on the on the world stage, as far as as R.I. goes, what do you think the impression of Rotary is to the rest of the world? Oh, you know, I, when I think it, it varies around the world, I, th- I one of the things that I've learned as a Rotary International Director is that the way we look at things in North America isn't necessarily the way we uh, it's looked at in Europe. The way we look at Rotary in North America isn't the way Rotaries look like in, in Europe or in Asia or in Australia. Everywhere. Or the African continent. It's very African different. Continent. Yeah. Absolutely. And um so it is, so everything is um, everyone looks at it differently, but yet there is a there is still the core, mm-hmm. the, the, the there's still the core of rotor. Our core values are the same. Like the thread that kind of goes through everything. Yeah. The golden thread, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think you know Rotary is looked at at, at differently. Right? In North America, we have a we have a uh, um, um, a membership uh, uh, decline, and mm-hmm. and in Africa they are soaring. Yeah, and looking at Rotary different, we look at Rotary differently. So uh, it, it it's one of the one of the interesting pieces of being on an international board is to really look at Rotary on a global level and how different we are, but how we have the common thread. Well, and, and is the common thread of Rotary enough? I mean, is that thread strong enough? I mean, obviously I've, I've talked to quite a few clubs uh, in the Caribbean and on the African continent, and they do things incredibly different than the United States. And I'm not saying one is better than, I'm not saying, you know, but is that thread, can we go from a thread to a rope and get some some of their ideas perhaps into North America or is North America, are we just kind of stubborn and think we just have it all figured out? Oh, I don't think we we feel we have it all figured out at all. Okay. I wish I, wish I had the golden ticket. Mm-hmm. I think importantly, and what we can all do is really look at how can we bring value and relevance to being a member of Rotary, mm. period. And, and, and if you feel that you have value out of being a Rotarian, you're going to want to stay in Rotary or you're going to want to join Rotary. So right. if we're relevant and valuable to each individual member, I think we're going we're going to be able to even grow, even grow more than we are today. So I just have a couple more questions for you. And 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 Jarita was telling me before we went on today, this is like her first podcast. So I just want to say three quarters of the way through. You're fantastic. You're doing great. You're doing great. Thank you. Um, we have had a bit of a controversial 2020 
And now that we're moving into 2021, um, one thing I, I hope things kind of mellow out, but I know here in the States, we are having, we are in, uh, when this is being recorded, we are um, in the midst of a, of the George Floyd uh, uh, trial. By the time this is probably heard by most of the world, that trial will be over. Um, but for the first time in a very long time, we've had two official statements come out of your board of directors in Rotary International, one about race and one about inclusion, um, to the point that we even have an inclusion task force. Why did Rotary International feel they needed to do both of those things? I think all uh, three of those things, excuse me. No, good, good questions, Gwen. Uh, because we didn't have it. We did not have, like many corporations, many businesses, many uh, service organizations, realize that that it was it's important to have a statement, to to have a stance, to be able to to be educated, to be able to know more about uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. I think it is so so important. The more we know the more we understand. And it's the, the, isn't understanding the first step? Sure. And so I think that's what Rotary, uh, why Rotary International uh, has taken those steps. It's important. We recognize, and, and interesting, DEI is different all over the world. It means different things to different people. Sure. And, 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 and it is amazing to, to, um, to see the responses, the positive responses, and then even some uneducated responses and, and recognize that, oh, maybe I need some more education on this, or maybe we can offer some more education. Maybe we can offer a platform for discussion. For like this. a podcast. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> what a podcast. <laughs> Well, but so, so it makes me sound like when you put out some of these things that I'm sure you got praise, but it sounds like you got some people that weren't as open-minded. Is that, is that true? And I'm not saying name names. I'm not saying, well, Phil from such and such. I'm not saying that, but I'm, I have heard criticism, especially with the race one, that it didn't go far enough, that it had a very corporate feel. And this was one person's opinion. Um, and then, of course, we had some uh, very strong opinions by an ex-person in leadership uh, from Brazil that kind of threw people the wrong way. So how do these how do they do these statements do anything? Do they? Oh, oh I think they do. I think, okay. I think one, it's a beginning. It's to say positive or negative response. Do they do anything? Yes, they do both. They okay. Do. I think I think that that um, that the 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 fact that Rotarians will say, "Oh, some Rotarians not this is uh, this is way too political," and we're not a political organization. We did hear that. Yes, and you're 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 going to hear that. And in fact, you've gotten so political. I I'm going to quit Rotary. Because you're way too political, both on the environment and with DEI. On so, the environment, really? Yes. Okay. I okay. Right yeah. on. All right. And and 
And then you then you um, you also you also have the, the the Rotarians that may have a different culture that um, haven't yet been as educated toward um, uh, inclusion, equity, and diversity as as uh, maybe we are in North America, or um, you know there are there are different levels, different places doing different things globally. So so with that said, I think that that the board looked at this on a global level, where it may not have seemed. Uh, enough for some people in some areas, it may have seen way too much for people in other areas or that it didn't really pertain to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's not our issue. So, so we really looked at framing this on a global, um, uh, the statement on a global level, not on a North American level or. Which I think we forget. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. we well, and and I think, you know, throwing myself and the other North Americans and I'll even say just Americans under the bus, you know, these last few years, we haven't looked exactly the most tolerant either. So maybe we should, you know, be, before we, uh, you know, we shouldn't necessarily uh, throw those rocks and then hide our hands. Um, so that is a very interesting point that we do have rotary clubs say in the middle east or we do have that are that is part of their law i mean rotary is a civics organization that is still governed by the laws of the country in which it is in is that correct i mean yeah. right so I can't have, you know, here in Washington state, if the, if I cannot put all my Rotarian friends on a bus and go a hundred miles an hour in a 45 mile an hour zone, because that's just the law of this land that you cannot do that. So I can see where your statement. So drawing up that statement means you have to drop a statement that includes that particular circumstance and maybe a more openly all at the same time without hurting anybody's feelings. Oh, that would have been easy, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, that's true. That's exactly it. And not only that, it has to be translatable. You know, it, it, it also has to be translatable in a lot of different languages. I never thought of it that way. And I don't think, I, I, I'm sure that's an aha to our listeners. So not only, so even if you wanted to use a specific word, you cannot use that word because it has to be translatable in all these different countries and different words have different meanings. Exactly. In different. Exactly. You could say like um, the word um, uh, ignite. Right. In another, and how do you translate that? Well, you, in another language, it might be light up uh, or lit or, or different. So you have to really. Or it might have a different connect content uh, the whole the word escapes me but it might have a different meaning to light something especially if you're in a country that's let's say in the midst of a war or something to light something up is not always a positive thing correct correct so here's this whole statement that's a global statement and this is by the way this isn't new to rotary rotary's consistently looking at what they put out and how translatable it is with with these with global statements 
So when you have a, so just the geek side of me, if you'll allow me for a second, does that mean that you go ahead and take that statement and put it into some type of computer and have it read out? I mean, how exactly, I mean, I assume you have to have people that read it to you in all these different languages and ask you if it makes sense. Right. There are actually translators that uh, work with Rotary International and, and, and go through all of the, the different languages to make sure that it's right. And, so, and oh, there's a bit of geek that you won't hear in most places. I <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's so true. And in fact, when we're when we're giving our reports at the board level, we try not to use terms like traffic cop. How how do you translate traffic cop into Korean? Or right. yeah, it, it's it so. So we're we're always really trying to be aware and be nice to translators. <laughs> so the next time, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that somebody comes out, him or hers, there and thems, let's do them all. Um, if somebody comes out, if Rotary comes out with an official statement, please understand that they have a lot that they have to consider. And if those words aren't perfect necessarily to you, they're the best to the masses, I guess. Is that the best way to say it? It's way, yes. Wow. Well, okay. That I had no idea. See, I tell you, Jorita, that that is like that is heavy geek in the podcast world, and I love it. I love it. Well, like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish up with a couple questions, and I thank you for taking so much time with me today. I appreciate it. Um, just a simple question: How do you think Rotary can grow in the future? I think Rotary can go. I kind of, I kind of said it uh, earlier. Is by making Rotary relevant mm. and valuable to every Rotarian, and either people will people will then want to stay, and people will want to join an organization that is relevant and valuable. And I think we need to share that and continue to share that message. And, uh, and, and tell our stories and shine our light because it is a valuable organization. And the world needs Rotary more now than ever before, ever I before. I agree. I agree. I think, I think these last couple of years have proven that we're not, everybody still, whatever we have in common, everybody still needs a hug and a smile, no matter where they are. So the last question you ready you're all warmed up now um if you were on an elevator this is the elevator pitch question what do you say to somebody who's noticed i know you have a sweater on today but they've noticed your pin or your rotary button or they've noticed your sweater or they've noticed your jacket and say they say what's rotary you know why, why would i ever want to join rotary what do you tell them well, interestingly, it depends on where I am and and what the situation is. So if if they ask me, I usually say it's an organization that allows me to live my life the way I want to live it. So yeah. Okay. So then if I asked you, if I said that to you, Gwen, you would say, oh really? Well, what do you mean by that? Exactly. I would. Yeah. And then we get into the conversation a little bit more about whatever it may be. 
It allows, it allows me to do so much. And I may pick the story that I told you from Nigeria. Mm -hmm. I, I may tell you about the, the ability of Rotary to be peacemakers or tell you about the UN. It depends on where, where I am and how, how Rotary is connected to the UN, but how, how I, how, it depends on where I am and who I'm talking to. Mm -hmm. I also kind of turn the question around and say, what do you think Rotary is? Yeah, which is which is a question I've asked before where I've said, you know, what do you think the impression of Rotary is? And I and I hear from especially people in other countries that is in America, it's white haired old guys. So I say, well, let me introduce you to myself. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, you know, a, a Rotary is allowed. I I. To answer your question, if we were in in the elevator, my father was a minister, and so I I talk to people all the time that I know both sides of the cross. I know the business of the church as well as the spirituality of the church. But I left the church a little bit. I'm still very spiritual, but I'm not an active participant in a Sunday service. I do, however, think of Rotary as almost my church. It's my giving, my my tithing of my time and my energies and my dues to make the world a better place. So that's how I look at Rotary now. Um, but, you know, I, I guess it goes back to you with, it depends on the circumstance. Cause I know some people that, that, that might hit the ball right out of the park and others that might be, but it's not religious. I'm like, no, it isn't religious. <laughs> it's not religious. I swear. <laughs> So, in fact, one of the funniest memes I've ever seen on Facebook is all the myths about Rotary. Yes. Yes. We have and some good we myths. Have to tell our stories. We have to tell our story. We're we not going to change the myths without yeah. putting the truths out there. Yeah. We're not. We're not. So, uh, and I and I hope this podcast is one step into telling those truths and uh, changing those memes a little bit. Jorita, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I know we had to go back and forth before we got you on here, but you did an awesome job. Do you have any final thoughts? Oh, well, thank you. Thank you, Gwen. It's so nice. I'm so glad I got to come. I, mean, I have enjoyed the time together. Um, uh, last thoughts. I, I would say um, hmm, as, as uh, Rotarians, we should always ask why. Why, why do we do what we do? Understand that asking why gets us to our purpose. Mm. Our purpose is to why we're Rotarians. So if we know why we're a Rotarian, we understand the purpose we're involved. We understand the value and the relevance I was talking about earlier about why we're involved in, in Rotary, asking asking why doesn't mean something's wrong, mm -hmm. but it, it it actually gives us a, a, a process to really understand the importance of belonging to Rotary. And I think if we know our purpose, our why, I think that's that that brings it all home. It it just brings it all home for me. Yeah. All right. Charita, thank you. Thank oh. you so much. And uh, I hope this is uh, one of uh, many meetings. And so you said you're a hugger. So I, I'm just saying that I, I, I need a ring check. You got it. You got <laughs> it, lady. Any, any time. <laughs>
anytime. Thank you so much for asking me, and I'm glad we were able to connect. It has been my pleasure. Thank you. Oh, you're very kind. Okay, Jarita, for the record, you said you were a hugger. You said I get my rain check. And now that more and more of us are vaccinated and getting out of this whole COVID fog, I'm coming for my hug. Thank you so much for joining me, Madam Vice President. It was an honor to meet you, talk with you, and definitely laugh with you. And I'm so glad my listeners are out there. Hey, I have another thing for you to listen to. I'm back on the radio. My humble beginnings were in radio, so I'm super excited to tell everyone that I'm on Rotary Radio UK. That's right. Look us up at rotaryradiouk.org. I'm still doing some great Rotary news, but I also get in touch with my musical love. So check that out, won't you? Also, if you like the podcast, do tell a friend, have them download and subscribe so others can find us. And as usual, if you have a Rotarian that I should have on my show, let me know at rotarianpod at gmail.com. All right, then, until next week, take care of yourself and the world around you, and we'll hear you next time on the podcast. Have a terrific week, everyone.